Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey once again. Uh, I have in my right hand uh, the 20... The 20... Oh, I need some glasses. The 5th of November, 1983. Whoa, bonfire night! Oh, remember, remember the November. I wonder how you and I would have spent that particular bonfire night all those years ago. What would I be? I'd have been 11. Where did Um, you generally go? Was there a spot round your way that always had a good show? Trying to think. Um, I can't remember where we would have gone. We would have gone probably um, Harrington Burn YMCA. We used to have a fireworks display there, I think. It was also, they used to have a summer fair there as well. There was always a celebrity guest that opened oh, the summer yeah. fair and appeared. And one year, yeah. it was a celebrity who arrived in the middle of the field mm. in his helicopter. Can you guess who that was? No. Fucking no. Fucking hell, oh, mate. Yes. That is a big booking. Yeah. And this wasn't was even, was this for the, was this the main thing in Sunderland or out in your particular town? This was just on the, this wasn't the just, shiny row. This wasn't was just, just the... Sh- he didn't turn up just for the shiny row fucking summer fair. It was just next to shiny row. It was Herrick and Byrne, which was just next to shiny row. That's incredible. What, so, what fucking amazing promoter was Tony Wilson, the guy in charge of your fucking... must have been someone. I'd love to know who it was, because this will have been about 1980, I think, which was like... You know, Noel was doing swap shop about then. Yeah, this um, was him. this was this is Noel's imperial phase, pretty much. I think he did it. I think he did it two years. I think Chegwin might have done it one year. Maybe as well. someone in in the area had something over him. Maybe, yeah. That uh, might yeah, have been Noel. It. That might you have know been what it. this yeah. call is about, don't you? You've I been think waiting you, for this call, haven't you, Noel? You'll be heading up to Shiny Row <laughs> for the summer fair in your chopper. Make sure you yeah. come in your chopper, mind, and bring that Cheggers along as well. Well, uh, actually, I'm a bit... No, 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 I don't want to hear no, no, any no, no, excuses. No, no. We have an agreement. <laughs> <laughs> so he did it a couple, couple of years. Chegwin did it. And then I remember Ken Dodd did it one year. Oh, legend. And Ken Dodd did autographs, so I queued up for an autograph from Ken Dodd. And he was sat behind this kind of catering table mm. um, with a flat pint of scotch on the ground next to the table that he was occasionally drinking from. But Doddy's... <laughs> You know, his, his big fucking fluffy hair that he used oh, to have. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was just flattened down. Yeah. Yeah, it, party. Doddy had a Don King hair, hairdo, didn't he? Yeah, but he was off duty, so it was flattened down. Yeah. He wasn't He wasn't full He's hair. He's like, I only, like, do the old uh, backcombing and hairspray if I'm on the clock. I'm on stage. Even though it just yeah. costs too much money in hairspray. So that was good. Great times. Fucking hell, mate! That is very it. impressive. That is a, that is an impressive fucking lineup, considering it's you know uh, like it's effectively a village, really, isn't it? As yeah. I understand mm. it, so it obviously yeah. had a, a magnetic pull to the great and the good back in the eighties. 
and I think it was about 1981 when the YMCA also that we we did a five-a-side football tournament, and three or four of the Sunderland first team came along to play against us. Fucking hell! Play against the local kids. Got to play football against the Sunderland team. I mean, it was um, yeah. Ian Atkins, Nick Pickering. I can't remember the other one that was there. But yeah, it's like here come the Sunderland players, and we're going to play football against them. It's fucking Mad. sensational, mate. Mad. Different times. You wouldn't have got that anywhere in London. What would you have been doing for your, your fireworks night on uh, 1983? Uh, I'm not certain, but I think that probably Ravenscourt Park, which was like a local park, um, mm. local sort of park to where I lived in Hammersmith, uh, that was known to have the best fireworks display. So I would usually have been there throughout the 80s and most of the 90s. But yeah. to be honest, wasn't ever a big fan. It was the sort of thing that like my mum would say, right, we're going to Raven. It was free to get in, you know. So yeah. it'd be like, we'll all go down there and meet up with other families and stuff. But really, it's it's quite... Like my kids, I think your kids are the same. I think we spoke about it. They're, they're not that into it these days. They go, what, going out yeah. in the dark and freezing cold and yeah. standing around That's freezing sweet. your tits off for ages just to see a fucking, like, you know, sometimes when you're used to seeing shit like the Chinese Olympics on the box, yeah. do you know what I mean? Nowadays at football matches, they let off fucking fireworks nonstop, amazing ones. Mm. I mean, there's fire, as I spoke about last season, there are a lot of football matches, there's fire jets. Like yeah. last season, all our European home games, there was fire jets, you know. These pyrotechnics now, they're everywhere. So a few fucking Roman candles and like two rockets at the end, it's not going to drag a kid out on a cold, dark night anymore. Yeah. I had a bad experience when I was like four or five as well. I got to burn my hand on a sparkler. Oh, my God. Did you so... go back to it, mate? This, I, don't, I think you've told me this before. And there was so, this is how we got it, so why we got so into public information films for a while. I think this is how it started when you told me about mm. this. Because you know the irony is that my brothers, before I was born, I think, or maybe it was announced to the baby, when they were kids, they were in a public information film mm. about the dangers of fireworks night. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was about, and in it, one of my brothers went back to a, fire, to a sparkler that had been dropped, picked it up, screamed, yeah. and then someone like Donald Pleasance came in and went, your child mm. may burn their hand on a sparkler too, unless you're careful. Don't let, don't ruin fireworks night by turning your son into a mutant. <laughs> right? You can still see it. I'm going to find it. That's how I ended up deep diving all that dark and lonely water stuff. Because right. I, there's, I found a website. I wanted to watch it. I found it on this website. But then there was like a ton of others on there. And then started watching all those other classic ones yeah. as well. But it's ironic yeah. that they were in an ad about that. Meanwhile, up in Shiny Row, mm. you it's know, burning me hand. You were, I don't know, you what, I don't, I don't know whether hand. I just held it or I kind of went to drop it and grabbed it wrong, or but I hadn't picked it up off the ground or anything. I was holding it and waving it around. Do they have sparklers still? Is it still a thing? Yeah, because you're just holding a fucking a stick with fucking sparks. Coming I quite off it. like it. I it's must mad. admit, I'm scared of them because there was so much warnings about safety when I was a kid that like the whole thing scares me a little and obviously I'm because I'm fairly chaotic I've laid on some fireworks yeah. in the garden for the kids since I've had kids and it's almost always sort of 
led to the verge of a disaster. Like I didn't yeah. nail, I didn't nail a um, Catherine wheel into the fence properly because all I could find to do it with oh was my God. a meat tenderizer. Right, I couldn't find my proper hammer. Yeah. So I used a meat tenderizer and a small tack, and that wasn't Christ. nearly enough. And it fucking spun off the fence and whizzed round. Oh my there was God, another one where I didn't run quick enough away from the rocket that I'd set up, and that just fucking oh went God. off. I mean, you know, it's, oh. it's, it's not my it's not my the wheelhouse, really. Like pyrotechnics. Just, I mean, I don't want to sound like a fuddy duddy, but fireworks shouldn't be on sale. To of course, the they shouldn't. Of course, they shouldn't. And they say there's an age limit of eighteen, but we all know there's a shop in everyone's area where you well, can go and get them, listen, no problem. When you're there's a, a section in this comic that we'll come to later on I think after we've done the main story mm. which is about fireworks safety and it's very much not about adults handling fireworks it's about fucking kids who read Roy of the Rovers and how to do it so um, but we'll get to that later on um, um, all, I, all I was going to say was like when I picture you burning your hand on a sparkler uh, yeah. if it was a public information film this is the sort mm. that I like Right, it's all like fun and games, and then you drop a sparkler, and the parents are chatting. Perhaps they're drinking like some hot chocolate or mulled wine or whatever, yeah. and then it cuts to you, and you're quite small, and you're leaning down to the sparkler. But then they freeze frame, and Donald Pleasance goes, "Wait or stop? Don't you know that hot sparklers can damage your hand for life?" And then it unfreeze frames and you look at the camera as if he's talking directly to you. That's mm. the kind of vibe I like. I just, thought, I just want me and you to start making safe public safety films, basically. For fireworks. Yeah, no, for anything. We, I mean, fireworks could ju- be just the start. Well, I mean, there's not, there's not as many public information films. There's not any anymore. There no, used to be loads of them. Because we've talked about it, because and- the Tories are obsessed with the, the war on health and safety. Why? Yeah. What sort of government promotes themselves to the public by saying they don't believe in health and safety. Yeah. And also, let's be frank, people have never been as thick as oh. they are these days this and have like, never needed this public information This is a golden age more. of stupidity. Yeah, of course it is. So people really need to be told what to do, I think, at all turns. Mm. But, um... All right, anyway, let's have a look. We've got Roy of the Rovers, and this is teed up beautifully from last time because we've got it's the big showdown of Melchester and Walford. And as it says, um, Roy Race, former player manager of Melchester Rovers, had brought his new club, Walford Rovers, to Mel Park for a first division league match. It was the clash, get this, 60,000 fans have been waiting for. Fucking hell, I didn't realise that was their capacity. Yeah, it's incredible. I didn't know either. And we see um, Roy and Blackie both going in for a 50-50 ball. Mm. Which was They're both making a couple of really good noises, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, the homoeroticism's mm. off the fucking chart yeah. here. Uh, Blackie's going, <laughs> and Roy's going, oof! <laughs> <laughs> and you can see, oof! Oh, I'm- you can see the perfectly defined thigh muscles and the sun sunshine gleaming off them Dappled as they both go in for this ball. Dappled on those rippling glutes. Yeah. Um, 
Roy appears to have uh, something of an erection. Mm. Um, so they're both going for this ball. Uh, Roy, I can knee. see you're erecting on your shorts. Ah, that's right. <laughs> I'm coming for it. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. It's, it's there to intimidate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. <laughs> and all the, the fucking clown in the in the crowd the audience in the crowd mm. can say is Roy versus Blackie Grey the man who took his place as boss of Melchester Rovers oh my god fuck's sake fucking and, hell um, a crowd full of mansplainers well exactly as always mm. and then another one says it's 50-50 neither of them gained an advantage and the yeah. ball has just kind of spun loose They've kind of clattered each other. The ball's spun loose. Um, Roy, Blackie's gone down first. Roy's kind of falling onto him. So that leaves Blackie um, lying on the ground. And Roy's managed to pick himself up and, and get away. But Racy has recovered first, shouts one of the <laughs> cunts. Um, the ball falls to Joe Bellamy. And Roy shouts, quick ball, Joe Bellamy. You probably expect Joe Bellamy to put it out for a throw-in mm. at this point. Just fucking... Fuck Roy off, but no. Turn the page into <laughs> Joe the comic kicks it out. Whoops. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry, Roy. I didn't hear you because of the noise of the sixty thousand fans that are here today. Whoopsie Daisy. Slap on the wrist for old Joe. So uh, there it is. Um, and Bellamy does actually pass to him. Yes. It's a break for Walford with Roy on the ball. I guess these are. Um, Walford fans saying this. Can't tell. Uh, Duncan Mackay orders Noel Baxter to close him down. Noel's a few feet away from Roy. Take him, Noel Baxter! <laughs> Shouts Mackay. Take him. Do Take what him must good. be done. All of that pent-up aggression from when he was your manager. Take it out on him now. Think, I know I will be later on. Think also of your father. The way that he belittled you and controlled you when you were a young man. Think of your headmaster and every teacher you ever hated and felt hard done by at the hands of. Think of all of those people when you clatter into that man's legs. Remember that Roy became your father figure, but he betrayed you like your actual father did. <laughs> now him. you have the chance for revenge. <laughs> Take it, my friend. But uh, no, Roy just smashes uh, him out the way like he's not there. Right. Yeah, he just dances past him. Yeah, yeah. fuck, fuck <laughs> off, fuck off, Baxter. Don't even, don't make me fucking laugh. <laughs> Roy's nailed him. He said he's through. And old Baxter goes ah. Roy just dances past him, uh, and Roy's now one on one with Charlie Carter, who let's just face it, um, started this whole shit from his poor form and refusing to sit out matches when he um, when he wasn't fit. He's only got Charlie Carter to beat. But Roy, no. He hits it over the bar. Carter reaches and stretches for it, but doesn't quite make it, but Roy doesn't get it on target. Uh, the crowd all go, Oh! Um, Roy has his hand on his forehead and he's thinking how the heck did I do that heck of course being shorthand for fuck how the fuck did I do that um, 
and then some other fans. This could be Walford fans or it could be Melchester fans being sarcastic. I don't know. Can't tell from the colours of them. Um, one shouts, Never mind, Roy, there's plenty of time. And another one shouts, That was bad luck. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, God. <laughs> These people. <laughs> was it bad luck, though? Um, Harvey Rawson, the Walford chairman, is watching on from the director's box. <laughs> but Harvey Rawson, the Walford chairman, wasn't so sure. He's thinking to himself, mm, not even Roy can understand why he missed that sitter. <laughs> but I <laughs> but I think I know why. I'm Let's hope he proves me wrong. <laughs> I know Roy better than he knows himself, even though he has only been in my acquaintance for but three months. <laughs> I have become an expert in Roy's subconscious ever since I employed him. <laughs> I believe I have developed powers to control his mind. I have gained the ability to enter and explore what he calls his mind palace. <laughs> his fortress of no, solitude. Sorry. No, he doesn't call it that. I call it that. <laughs> I've never actually said it out loud to him. <laughs> but now I think it, it does have a ring to it. I'm going to try it out on him later. <laughs> uh, let's hope he proves me wrong. So, <laughs> uh, Char- Mine Charlie Cotts. <laughs> that was fucking Sherlock, wasn't it? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Sherlock used to go into his mind palace like <laughs> Cumberbatch. Oh, that fucking atrocity. Yeah. Um, Steve Naylor shouts Charlie Carter. Steve Naylor <laughs> as he plays a quick goal kick. Carter's taking a quick goal kick. <laughs> Say the Walford fans. Uh, but fucking hell, Roy gets in there and nicks it off Steve Naylor, who goes, What? <laughs> Roy was expecting it. He's got there first. Roy is encroaching to Steve's mind palace now. (laughs) Watch out. Guard your mind palace. Roy's trying to break and enter. Pull pull up the shutters quickly. (laughs) Uh, Roy chips it over Charlie Carter. Someone in the crowd shouts, One nil. (laughs) No. No, it's at the bar. It's at the bar. Fucking be presumptuous there, prick. Oh no, it's hit the crossbar. Another one shouts, Can a Walford player reach the rebound? Uh, no, Vic Guthrie's cleared it straight up the middle. <laughs> His pal shouts, Nice one, super brat. <laughs> super brat. <laughs> He's just giving him John McEnroe's nickname, haven't he, yeah. at this time? I don't know which came first. Shit nickname, anyway. Vic Guthrie. Super brat. Jalapeno. 
this is this game is low on goals but high on incident. Super cunt would be a better one. Super yeah. brats like sort yeah. of. There are some nicknames that you know have just been made up by a John Pigface sub editor on a tabloid newspaper. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, how about we call him? I don't know. Super brat. <laughs> like people are completely out of touch with the actual lexicon of of ordinary folk. So yeah, they yeah. just make up their tabloidies. But super cunt is uh, much more the sort of thing you can imagine being shouted from terraces mm. in the 80s. I mean, it was when the word bonk was big in the it 80s, was, wasn't it? it? And bonk buster and all that kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah. Nobody was using the word bonk. Bonk. I mean, there's a fucking, a bonk. whole fucking dictionary of these tabloid terms, aren't there, really? Talking of things that happened in the 80s terraces and, like, you know, people, in a way people romanticise and sort of, you know, dress up things that used to happen at football. So, like, yeah. I mean, we do it on the pod. Sometimes, you know, you joke about, we'll joke about, oh, well, you know, in the 80s, you couldn't go to the football without having a golf ball with nails chucked at your head. And the truth yeah. is, we both went to football loads when we were kids in the 80s, and the only place I ever saw a golf ball with nails in was in a newspaper. When, yeah. when probably it was probably contrived by a John Pigface and planted at a football yeah. match or something. Yeah. So a lot of the things I never actually did see. I mean, it certainly was a rougher atmosphere in grounds, and you'd sometimes see fights yeah. break out on terraces. But at the same I, I time, I only ever saw like a scuffle or maybe a chase outside the ground. Yeah, like that. yeah, that was it. But it's not quite as like. But anyway, my mate Ollie, he he. That he hates Palace, like really hates Palace. Right. It's like not a big rivalry, West Ham Palace, mm. never has been. Um, obviously, there's a bit of London rivalry, but it's not one of the big ones with us. But he's like obsessive in recent years. He's been like, oh, fucking hate Palace. So I wanted to get to the bottom of why. I knew it would be personal. I knew it would be an individual Palace fan was responsible for him developing yeah. a blanket hatred of Palace. And it was because when he was working abroad, I can't remember how the conversation came up, but a Palace fan said to him, "What? You've never had a glass? You, you've, you've never had a, a plastic cup of piss thrown over your head? Obviously, you never went to football in the eighties. <laughs> that was just one line. That was it. Right. And my mate now hates that bloke. And if you and I'll bring this. I never met this guy. I don't even know his name. But I'll bring him up a lot." because it entertains oh, yeah. me to antagonise my it's friend. Talk him with it. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> and he will go... If, if there's anything to pass with playing Palace or Palace, he's going, fucking great, I fucking hate them. And I go, is that because of that, what that bloke said about cups of piss being thrown at football? No, it's not about him. It's not about that. I just hate them. They're stupid club. And I go, it is, isn't it? <laughs> stupid club. Right. And it, it's because this guy tried to make out that... My mate must have been a plastic football fan who wasn't going in the 80s if he was not extremely familiar with cups of piss being thrown on him. Yeah. And he said, all the time. when you went to football at the eight, in the 80s, it happened to you at every game, at least one cup of piss would, would yeah. fall on you. Well, I went to, I don't know, dozens, maybe more, yeah. maybe hundreds of games in the 80s. Yeah. And I never once saw piss being thrown. I've had a cup of piss thrown over me at a f- 
a football stadium once, and it was uh, an Oasis gig at the Stadium of Life. <laughs> oh, God. No, no football was played. Oh no! Yeah, I've heard about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I've heard football about other Oasis gigs. Yeah, it's a thing, isn't it? It's horrible. Well, I mean, apparently there's a Liam Gallagher gig at the the arena in Newcastle a few years ago. Yeah, that was it. You told me about this. Yeah, Yeah. and Little Mix were on the night before, and they had to completely hose down the entire arena because fellas were just pissing everywhere, just on the floor, up again. You know, the floor standing bit, they've got, like, barriers between the floor and the seat. Yeah, and that's the thing. All all of these kids, right... Because it's only kids. You only see, like, grown men, men of our age or whatever. I don't know. Maybe you would. I don't know. I think it's young kids who weren't around in the 80s, Mm. but have been raised on this sort of, like, caricature of 80s football culture that they believe to be true. And they'll go, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We're all at a gig together. It's normal to just piss everywhere. And you're like, that's... Throw it around. No, it's not. I mean, I heard that on the cop in the 80s, they used to because it was so crammed and such a huge terrace that mm. once you were in the middle of it, it just wasn't worth your while if you needed a piss to yeah. wind your way back off the terrace. You'd lose mm. your spot. You wouldn't get back again till the fucking second half. So someone who used to go on the cop a lot told me that people used to roll up their programmes, put their willies in it, <laughs> to, so no one had to see their willy, and then we through nice, that, which is nice not... Touch. It's not. It, it's like, in a way, I can understand that. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like I don't think yeah, yeah. I would have done it, but I, I don't, I'm not judging anyone for doing that because the cop is a big terrace, and it's a, once you get your spot, you want to keep your spot. Yeah, there's that cliche of someone behind you would piss in your pocket, but I like to think they would yeah. piss down towards groundwards. Yeah, and if it know, went in your pocket, in you, you, were, you were collateral damage. And he just ended up standing in piss rather than having it in your pocket. When but, we were I mean, kids in Liverpool in the 80s, we used to do this thing called pissing because we'd drink <laughs> a lot of beer and sometimes that could build up in your bladder. But what we'd do is we'd get rid of it by um, sort of evacuating all the built-up liquid out of our penises and we'd call it pissing. That was just the word we used. It's one of our daft Liverpoolian words. <laughs> Don't know what it means. <laughs> I was reminded the other day of that kind of thing because somebody on Twitter, one of these tweets went viral where somebody said, is it just in West Yorkshire where you say thank you to the bus driver when you get off? Uh, no. And, like, <laughs> Next question. Like, thousands of people like, no. Yeah. Everyone does they it. They even do that in London, which is notorious for being an impolite city. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, man, people. Um, so, yeah, Roy's at the crossbar. Vic Guthrie's cleared it, super brat. The clearance found Blackie Gray, always a brilliant header of the ball, we are reminded. I wasn't aware of that, but okay. Uh, and Blackie leaps into the air and heads it on uh, into the path of the new Roy Race, who is, of course, Rob Richards. And Blackie shouts, Rob Richards! As he heads it on to him. Richards hits it first time, straight past the Walford goalkeeper, who's flailing. No chance. Back of the net, 1-0. Yes! Shout the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's the, it's the fucking old Roy race has been beaten by the new one here. And it says, The young Manchester striker hailed as the new Roy of the Rovers continued to cause problems for the Walford defence. He has another shot, which is tipped over by the Walford keeper. Oh! Great save! Uh, all credit to the Walford defence for staying calm under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> they don't appear to be. 
They're getting fucking mullered here. They're all over the place. They're being pulled this way and that. That's the third page of the four. We move on to the fourth page. And at half-time, it says, the players trudge off. Again, the Greek chorus of the fans on the terraces tell us what's happening. What a game! Honours are just about even. Roy's built Walford into a really good side. (laughs) (laughs) Clap, clap. Clap, clap. <laughs> Paradising cunts. Yeah. Right. They can consider themselves unlucky to be a girl down. Credit where credit's due. You're quite good. Yeah. Fuck All of their effort and endeavour hasn't been rewarded so far. <laughs> Thus far. Fucking <laughs> okay, hell. Uh, the Walford players agreed with the fans. They're all sitting around having a big smile while Roy's looking at the ground disconsolately. One of them says, considering we got thrashed 5 nil here last year, I reckon we're doing well. <laughs> Fucking losers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not 5 nil yet. Yeah, you've got to look at the bright side, haven't you? You're playing for Roy Race now, cunts. You better fucking yeah. sharpen up. Mm. And Roy's face suggests that. Yeah, as he well. looks absolutely. He's broken yeah. now by their crappy attitude. He's just depressed. I'm just fucking depressed now. I just don't know how old Roy hasn't scored. He says that right to his face. Fuck yeah, <laughs> now. Do you know what? Right now, I hate my life. I can honestly say there is nothing positive going on in my life at the moment. If it I wasn't for the fact that I knew so many thousands of people adored me and put me on a pedestal, <laughs> I'd be done with this. I don't even have the energy to win this game single-handed, which I know I could. And usually I would, but I can't be bothered. So they're walking out for the second half and Roy's thinking to himself, yes, it's crazy. I've missed sitters before, but not all in the same match. <laughs> usually just one a week. Maybe it's because I'm over-anxious to do well against my old club. And uh, Moments after the restart, the ball comes to him. Um, and he thinks, stop worrying, just go for that goal and hope for the best. Um, commentary from the crowd. Roy's really going for it. Look at him, running at the Melchester defence. As Vic Guthrie lunged in desperately. Um, takes him out. Roy goes to the ground. Ah! Have that cunt. But where are we? It's in the penalty box, of course. Oh, fuck penalty. Sake, Guthrie. It's a penalty to Walford. 1-0. 1-0 um, to me, Guthrie. I bought that, <laughs> you prick. You naive prick, you fucking child. You could not resist. Uh, and Roy, of course, picks the ball up, puts it on the spot. And Roy's going to take it. Surely he's got to score against his old club this time. Well, and then it says, will he? Won't he? You can see for yourselves. Dot, dot, dot. Next week. Mm-mm. So we're going to have to. I mean, that would have had me on tender hooks to find out who's going to score a penalty. My silly, silly, tiny, childish mind would have been uh, frazzled by that, having to wait a week to find out who's going to score a penalty in the cartoon story. But uh, there we go. That's the end of the story. We've got, as I said, the um, fireworks instructions, which are presented by Brian Robson. Well, I say they're presented by Brian Robson. We've got a cut out of Brian Robson's head and then some uh, drawings of how to handle fireworks. And it says, Brian Robson says, don't fool with fireworks. Make safety your goal. 
<laughs> yeah, there it goes. They got a cut out of his head. This looks, so looks like a spread from Viz, doesn't it? Yeah. Fireworks it are fun when you follow these simple rules. Number rule one: try not to be too pissed when you got a firework with you. <laughs> Believe, trust me, I learnt the hard way. I mean, the quite straightforward rules. Number one, keep them in a closed box, not your pocket. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Follow the instructions on every firework. Use a torch to see, not a match. You daft bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Don't use a lit firework to see. Uh, Light them at arm's length and stand well away. Don't go back to a firework once you've lit it. You may get a face full. Oh, (laughs) You end up looking like Peter Beardsley. <laughs> <laughs> You'll end up looking like that Simon Weston that come back from the war. Oh, it's a terrible shame. <laughs> He's a lovely fella as well. Heart of gold. <laughs> uh, think of others. Oh, you see someone getting a face full there as well. There's a firework blown up in his face. He looks a bit like Peter Beardsley, actually. And he's going, he's going whoosh. <laughs> Why is there an inset of a lovely golden Labrador? Oh, we get to that. <laughs> and then uh, we've got an old person covering their ears. Ah! And it says, yeah, think of others, especially old people and the very young. Never throw fireworks. Keep pets indoors. There, that's covered it all, I think. <laughs> What's lovely is they've got a picture of this old person and this, old, this illustration of an old person is... I mean, to be honest, I really think they're overreacting because yeah. I agree that the bang of fireworks can be annoying, very annoying, mm. and sometimes it can make you jump a bit. But this fucking elderly person in this drawing is going totally over the top. Like, they're holding their ears, they're grabbing their ears, and they are screaming to the heavens. Yeah, They're behaving like a nuclear bomb has just been dropped by the Soviets. Yeah, I mean, where's this firework going off? In their living room? Yeah. And then, I mean, then they've just gone, the illustrator's gone, oh, he's mentioned pets as well. I've run out of space. <laughs> so he's just cro- drawn off a little postage stamp-sized square in the corner and just drawn a picture of the head of a Labrador. <laughs> the Labrador doesn't look at all perturbed. He's smiling. Oh, the dog's fine, isn't it? Labrador's, yeah, it. Have you noticed that about Labradors and Golden Retrievers? They're always, always smiling at all times. Yeah. That's why they're popular, yeah. aren't they? It is. I used to have one. Always smiling. Did you? Oh, what, hey, what, was that when you were a kid? Or yeah, a black one. Black really, Labrador, a black yeah. Labby, I, I love those. Um, was it um, a, a lovely personable dog? Most of the time, unless you bothered him while he was eating and or sleeping. Yeah, that's the same with everyone, isn't it? Go, yeah. Um, but that's the, that, you know, let sleeping dogs lie, as they say. Exactly. So, one thing that I am a fan of, like talking about this um, uh, illustration of an elderly person overreacting is stock photos of people in pain, right? (laughs) Mild pain, right? And I've actually spent time Googling these before, right? Mild back pain, mild toothache, headaches, mild stomach Mm. pain. Just Google this, right? And it's it's always actors. And they're like, all those picture agencies like Getty or whatever will have um, loads of them. And it's always like someone just clutching the small of their back with one hand. Yeah. Going, two things, the hand on the cheek, yeah. isn't it? Oh, and, the, and honestly, you can look at them all day. <laughs> um, in fact, for yeah. IFS Turbo, 
maybe we could do a gallery of these. Either find ones you like, or even better, try and recreate your own at home. Send us a picture of yourself in some manner of mild pain. We're agnostic yeah. when it comes to what part of your body is hurting. Perhaps yeah. you could be creative with that. It's usually head, tooth, or back, but go for your life. Yeah, and uh, and we'll do a we'll do a gallery. And um, does it the best one? I'll send good, them a biscuit. There's a good Twitter account called Dark Stock Photos. Right, it doesn't post as often as it used to, but they brought a book out a couple of years ago. It's probably where they stopped posting. Yeah, we've got Buckdale now. Fuck it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did just t- take stock photos from. Getty and you know all them others. Mm. I'm looking at one here. It's a, it's a an elderly woman um, sitting in a car with her head out of the window um, at the steering wheel, and she's she's holding a pistol um, for whatever reason. Uh, somebody trapped a machine. There's a one here of a man with a cigarette in his mouth, and he's with a baby in a cigarette. Also, the baby <laughs> has a cigarette in his mouth as well. Um, great stuff. Peruse that one. Dark stock photos. Yeah. Um, but this is we're looking for very much the milder end of pain for anything you want yeah. to send um, yeah and I'll I'll put the best ones onto the IFS Turbo put a gallery yeah, don't on. go dark no not dark we just want you with your best it's all about the the where you've got your hand and the expression on your face isn't it like oh yeah. you're always going oh that ah that smarts um, I might buy that book actually. Dark stock photos looks good. Go for it. So that's um, that's about it for this one. We've got um, fireworks night coming up. Uh, Brian Robson's told us what to do. Obviously, it's aimed at children who shouldn't be anywhere near fireworks. But you know that's what can happen. We all know that. So there we go. Uh, we'll find out what happens with Royce penalty next week. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.